Today's episode is brought to you by the wine that is in my wine glass to my left because, of course, I'm recording this at night. There is a lot to cover because so much has transpired in the last week, but we're going to dive into it between Drew Brees' comments to whether having fans in the stands is going to impact home field advantage. So much to cover. Stick with me. We're going to dive right into it. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. And we're back. This is episode seven, everybody. Episode seven is where it's all going down. And first and foremost, I just want to, you know, talk about, of course, everything that's going on with the protests. You know, as an African-American female, you know, this really, of course, impacts us in our community. It impacts everyone in a huge way. There's so many ways you can support, so many ways you can give back. Keep having your voices heard. Keep our foot on the gas because guess what? Like Obama said, without protest and political change, we can't have permanent change. And that's what we are looking for. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. And I definitely want to get ready to dive into this new area that I want to call my quick fire topics. That's right. So each episode now, I'm going to start off with some quick fire topics of stuff that's just popped up, breaking news, and we're going to cover it here on Not Your Average Cheerleader. I also want to say to you guys, thank you so much. A hundred downloads. We've reached a hundred, everybody. This episode is super special. It's seven. That was my line number when I was in college in my sorority. So of course, I had to be celebratory in celebrating the hundred downloads I've had. God knows over, God knows how many subscribers from you know, United States to Mexico to the Netherlands to Canada. Thank you so much for listening in and joining me on my podcast of Not Your Average Cheerleader. So quick fire topics. I just want to start off by saying that this is going to get heavy. We're going to dive into some real stuff because I would be remiss if I did not talk about it. And I owe it to myself to talk about it. And I owe it to my community to talk about it. So let's get started. First up, let's talk about Drew Brees and his recent tweets. Everybody's heard it by now. Everybody's seen it. There's been a ton of backlash. Drew Brees tweeted basically saying that he opposes any player kneeling during the national anthem. He talked about his grandfathers who, you know, fought in World War II and how they survived. And, you know, I think, you know, when I was reading the comments and I, someone had texted to me and said, oh, my gosh, check this out. And I was actually blown. First and foremost, I want to say at one point, I really supported Drew Brees. I really respected him in the NFL community and him as a quarterback. And the first question I asked myself is, why would you say something like that, especially, especially during a time like this? You are not blind. You're not ignorant to what's going on out there in the world. You are not blind. You're not ignorant to what's happening right on your own homeland and you see it, and you're not blind to the racism and discrimination that's taken place in this country for such a long time. So I don't know what possessed him to articulate whatever his feelings were in that kind of manner that he knew it would negatively and hurtfully hit home for somebody else. And for us, that was the African-American community, of course. 
And so I just have to say, you know, in that regard, I was watching different videos because, of course, I want to dive into the different podcasters. I want to see what other, you know, sportscasters were saying. And I just want to say for a fact, Shannon Sharp, give it up for Shannon Sharp. He's been my favorite person to listen to during this difficult time because he's just articulated his his thoughts, the history so well when it comes to talking about the protests, so well when it talk he's talking about the impact that all this has had on the African American community and how discrimination and racism has evolved so much so over the last 100 years. He's just done a great job and when he was talking about Drew Brees, I love what he said. You know, like he acknowledged the fact that, yeah, your grandfather's fought, but so did African-Americans. Black people fought in World War II. They were there. We didn't get medals at all. Our ancestors didn't get medals for fighting. They fought for a country where they weren't free and had to go back. And while others were celebrating, they went back to being slaves. So I just think it's just so um, important to slaves or oppression, all those things back to uh, basically a nation that didn't see them as equal and treated us as if we just didn't have rights. They treated us because they didn't want to give us rights. So I think it's so important to kind of really think about what you're saying before you say it. And I say that even for myself, I have to really, I thought about this all day. I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to talk about this? How am I going to articulate this? How am I going to use this platform to really take a moment to just share some viewpoints, share some feelings, share some thoughts? And I'm not going into an entire history lesson. That's not what this is. I just think that you don't necessarily need a textbook or need an article to tell you that what's happening out there in the world to black people is just dead wrong. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And we've been having the same conversations for too long now. And it's just what you see out there is just people who are angry, who are emotional, who are fed up. And I stand with them. I hope with them. And I pray that we get to a solution and keep the peaceful protesting going on, because I believe that that's the only way we're going to continue to get our voices heard. Nothing against everything else that's going on out there. Everyone's expressing their emotions in different ways. I just pray that we get to a place of a solution. And that's what's most important during this time. So I wanted to continue on thinking about Drew Brees. That backlash was heavy. I mean, you had even his own teammates jumping in. And they were tweeting back under his comments. And granted, yes, I want to acknowledge the fact that he did apologize. He did apologize. But uh, I think it's safe to say Drew Bees is canceled. Um, I don't know how he's going to bounce back from this. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I, I wish I did. It's really, really concerning to think about how he now has to approach camp, how he has to approach the rest of the season, knowing you said what you said. And sorry came a little too late, especially during a time where the comment just probably shouldn't have been made. No one was talking about the American flag at all. That's not what this is. That's not what we were even addressing. And you bought it back up. So, you know, I really, really hope that. <sighs> dang it, Drew Brees. That's all I got to say is dang. I'm just so angry that he said that and he gets canceled for that. I was talking with two of my friends today while I was kind of doing some um, videotaping and recording for something else. And the one thing I said is, you know, the comments that were on some of these YouTube videos I was watching about Drew Brees, I was like, I I pray he get it right because that offensive line, that's an aggressive game. And I pray he gets it right because 
you know, they were talking about he's just going to have to go into retirement. That's just it. He's done. He needs to retire. And I was like, dang, he just signed another contract extension with the Saints, man. Drew, come on, Drew. Why did you do that? Why did you have to say that? And you know what's funny is I agree with Shannon Sharp. I really believe that's how he really feels. And whether that's how you feel or not, be mindful of how you're articulating things, especially during a time like this. Because at the end of the day, there's so many emotions and feelings going on. People are still trying to figure out certain things. They're trying to process certain things. Someone died. So this is not the time. It's just not the time, bro. It was not the time. And now you're canceled. So there you have it. Drew Brees pretty much is canceled. We have no idea what it's going to look like. We're all going to be watching closely because the backlash on this is significant. I mean, it's nothing like we ever seen. Go Google it. Go read it for yourself. You know, feel free to share your viewpoints and your opinions with me if you want. I don't believe in, you know, having arguments. I do believe that debates can be healthy. And I think we can continue to learn from one another. And that's what this is all about. Second quick fire topic. We're going to transition on to Kendrick Bourne during, you know, versus Danny Amendola. What you guys think? Kendrick Bourne versus Danny Amendola. I know you guys are probably like, but Danny Amendola's been playing since like 2009. I'm very much aware of how long he's been playing. You know how I'm aware? I looked it up. So at the end of the day, I also know Kendrick Bourne, he's still, you know, he's not new, new, but he's still new. And he plays for, of course, my team, the 49ers. She put some respect on our name. So I just wanted to know also too that, I want to go into some stuff because I had this conversation with somebody. I was like, hey, what do you think of Kendrick Kendrick Bourne? And I watched a few of his, you know, YouTube vlogs and things like that. And I find him just so interesting. So I was like, okay, I almost subscribed, Kendrick. Shout out to Kendrick Bourne. I almost subscribed. I really did. I'm about to because I just love watching this stuff. He really, really is passionate about the game. I have to acknowledge that. That was one thing. But I also said Danny Amendola is passionate about the game. If you look at their stats, okay? Danny Amendola will let him go first. He has had a record number of touchdowns over his entire spanning career. This guy is clutch. Seven of his touchdowns came from the Rams. In 2019, he had one touchdown with the Lions, who he currently plays for. Got a contract extension there. 678 yards. 2018, he had one touchdown. That's when he played with the Miami Dolphins. 575 yards. And of course, you want to know where majority of his touchdowns came from? Yeah, you guessed it. 12 touchdowns with the Patriots and Tom Brady and company at the time that Danny Amendola proved he was clutch because bruh came through. Now, if you slide over to Kendrick Bourne, he's got two years on his belt. 2018, 478 yards, four touchdowns. He beat Danny Amendola out there in 2018. 478 yards, no, but four touchdowns, yes. And then in 2019, 353 yards, he had five touchdowns. So already he's capped out in his first two years versus Danny Amendola. But then we also said, you know, my friend noted, shout out to my buddy Forrest, Forrest Gold, who's really been, um, he's going to be joining us in another episode down the road. I can talk stats with him any day of the week. Um, biggest thing that I've noticed is that Danny Amendola is really great with quick slants. He's just good at that angle. You know, when I see him do that, I really think about track when you're running the 200 meters and your coach says, lean into the curve, lean into the curve. And then you slingshot out. I feel like that's what Danny Amendola does, but they got to pivot in a weird way. And I'm just, okay, that's that, That's how you know I'm not a football player. Um, So he's good with quick slants and you have to look at who your QB is. 
you know, look at majority of his touchdowns that he had in his career definitely came from being with Tom Brady, who's really great at reading his team. Then you got Kendrick Bourne already at a record of nine touchdowns in his first two years, the 49ers. And guess who that quarterback is? Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I know, I know, I know, I know y'all are going to say it. I know I still have, you know, my feelings, my emotions about, you know, Jimmy. <sighs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. I need us to be that consistent, Jimmy. Kendrick's out there training. Jimmy, I want to know where you at. What you doing? Where's your vlog? Where's your post? I challenge you, Jimmy. At least show me some kind of training rec- like regimen that you got going on. So I'm seeing everybody else's, Jimmy. And you know where you at? How you doing? Like, are you ready? Because this season looks like squint your eyes just right. Look to the left. Nod your head left or right. It's going to happen. So I need to know where Jimmy is because nine touchdowns pretty darn good. And the arm behind that was Jimmy. And so when you make that comparison, one touchdown with the Lions and you look at who Danny Amendola's quarterback is now, nothing against his quarterback at the Lions. I'm sure they're great. Um, no, my man, it, like, no, I wasn't going to say that. I should not say that, but I'm going to anyway. So one of my coworkers, um, he's a Lions fan. Shout out to John. Um, <laughs> he, he's like, Ashley, no one goes sees the Lions. And I was like, oh, no one? He's like, no one. I was, he's like, I'm a Lions fan, and I say no one goes sees the Lions. I was like, oh, my gosh. So no one goes and watch the Lions play. Uh, it's very hard to find a Detroit Lions fan. I'm not going to lie to you. I know they're out there because I, 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 I have a coworker. He is one, and he acknowledges that they are not that great. Um, so that may have a lot to do with why Danny Amendola's touchdown record has gone down a lot. Those quick slants, you have to think about it. The Detroit Lions have a lot of wide receivers on their team, which means more options if they use them. I'm not going to go into that. But, you know, at the same time, I think it's an interesting comparison. I think there's still some, you know, drive left in Danny Amendola, but I think there's some more drive more so in Kendrick Bourne. I think Kendrick Bourne's going to be a breakout wide receiver. I'm going to go ahead and predict that now, not just because he's on my team. I know y'all are saying, oh, you're biased. I'm a big Danny Amendola fan. I'm a big fan of him when he played on a Patriots because I felt like when Julian Edelman got injured, Danny Amendola stepped up and he became clutch. And I don't feel like he got the props he deserved. So don't even try to come for me later on in a post or an email. Okay. I, I got him. That's cool. Shout out to Danny. At the same time, I feel like Kendrick Bourne, as young as he is, still two years in his career, he's training hard. He has a whole new workout regimen. Telling you right now, Kendrick Bourne is going to be the breakout wide receiver. I'm going to go ahead and predict it. I'm going to call it. You could disagree or, you know, agree, whatever you want. I'm here for it. So let's get into the major topic of today as I sip my wine. That's really good, y'all. So will having no fans in the stands impact home field advantage? Yes or no? I want to say, yeah. I mean, look at LeBron James. He said when they were like, oh, we're not going to have fans in the stands. He said, then I'm not playing. Like, the fans are the integral part. I feel like the fans are the participatory. That was hard to say. The participatory part of the game that is so integral. Because it keeps the players hype. Otherwise, they just doing practice at this point. Like... But we got to do it because, of course, as you still know, we have COVID-19 that is still out there, even though, you know, of course, we have protests all over the world. All 50 states are protesting and really standing up for Black Lives Matter, standing up for black rights right now and fighting for equality. And I am with all of that 100 percent. 
I am with that. And I stand with them as well. And I truly, truly think that the NFL had to come up with an answer for the coronavirus because that's still infecting people. That's still definitely prevalent out there. And until a vaccination happens, we still have to, you know, create a new normal, but we don't want the season to not happen, you know? So we're looking at a 17 week schedule, 256 games, you know, and I kind of will say this, the NFL has done a great job of managing and really like kind of doing an architectural design of this schedule to make sure if something gets pushed back, if they have to cancel games for a reason, that they can maneuver things around and still pick up later on and still have a decent season. You're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry. They're going to definitely find a way to make these games happen. I thought it was just absolutely, you know, crazy because the NFL, um, the NHL shut down, NBA has shut down, but they just announced um, with the commissioner's approval that July 31st, they're going to pick up some games. So um, sports are kind of trying to wean itself back in, but the NFL said, if we don't do something, that's a potential $70 million loss. That's a lot of money, but it's a financial hit. So of course, that's why, you know, they're trying to make these games happen, but they can't put fans at risk. They can't put players at risk. Um, it can't put the employees of the stadiums and the team employees at risk, um, the coaches at risk, things like that. So, you know, the Dolphins, gotta give it up for the Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins, CBS, CBS Sports reported that the Dolphins announced their plan. And I said this to people and they looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what do you mean the Dolphins have a plan? I said, you didn't read? The Dolphins got a plan. <laughs> The Dolphins plan on social distancing fans in stadiums. They were like, hey, we're going to make sure that we kind of put each like the fans in groups and then have them enter at different times and exit at different times. Kind of like a church, um, you know, church service kind of vibe. And the first thing fans said was awesome. OK, you know, every other team out there in America, what's your plan? And it just really made everybody look stupid. I'm not even going to lie. The Dolphins just announced their plan with no regard. We don't even really know if they're going to do it because as of right now, it looks like the NFL is not planning to have fans in those stands. And you have to wonder for, you know, especially the first game, Bucks versus the Saints. And the Bucks were going to Saints home field. Now that no fans can be in the stands, do you think that's going to affect how the Saints play? And then you have to include what Drew Brees said. Do you think that's going to affect his team camaraderie? What will his teammates think of him? What will it impact with his leadership? You're talking about now screwing with your entire season now. So, yeah, I'm back on that topic a little bit. And then you have to look at a lot of teams. They flourish from home field advantage. That's taken away because you ain't going to have nobody. You look up, there ain't going to be nobody sitting up there. I would love to be sitting up there. I really would. I'll go sit up there by myself if I have to. I don't care. I'm trying to see the 49ers play at the Patriots because I'm trying to literally see my team play. I need a solution, you guys. I need I need it in my life. So um, there you have it. You know, I so much happening. So much happening this week. Um, I just want to, as I get ready to kind of close out um, and continue my thoughts about definitely fans not being in stands, I think it's going to affect every single game. The season is going to look weird. It's going to be up to the teams to motivate themselves in a way without the shouting of the fans, the booing of the fans, the cheering of the fans, those kind of things really fuel you and you're not going to have that. So it'll be interesting to see how the players actually play this season. And I'm going to be watching it, unfortunately, from my living room. Like, I want y'all to think I'm crying. I'm not. So, you know, let's stay tuned. 
let's keep our eyes on the prize for that one. As we get ready to close out again, you know, I want to just shout out to, you know, everyone who's using their platforms to have their voices heard to support the Black Lives Matter movement. I want to definitely put out there that there's so many different um, black organizations that you can donate to during this time, NAACP, of course, ACLU, of course. There's so many um, that you can give out, give to, especially the George Floyd, um, you know, fund. There's so much out there. Do your research. Go out also vote in your communities wherever you are. Study your candidates. Know what they stand for and definitely use your voice to be heard. I read this quote the other day and I will kind of end with this that the people who show up to vote determine the election. And I want everyone to remember that. If you choose not to vote, you can't be mad about the results because then that means we chose not to show up. That means other people get to dictate who's in office, who goes there. So it's up to us to make sure we use that platform as well to make sure our voices are heard. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Again, you know, keep up the positive vibes. Don't cancel out 2020 just yet. We still got a chance here. All right. Another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. Thank you so much for 100 downloads. I'm praying and hoping for 500 more. And I will keep giving these um, segments to you guys. Have a great night. Social distance. Go rock the vote. Support your black communities. Until next time.